Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad. On this podcast, you will hear real insights and stories from actual digital nomads sharing what life is really like abroad, how they got here, what they do, and also all the funny, absolutely crazy, difficult, and ridiculous stories of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready to be inspired, laugh with us, and learn from all of these crazy nomads. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crazy Nomad Podcast. So this week, I want to talk about two topics that people have actually recently been asking a lot about. And so I kind of wanted to touch base on that because I think as a digital nomad, it's super important to really be honest, to give insight and to give value into different aspects of this life outside of the basic things you might think about. So one of the topics that I found a lot of people questioning about is actually building relationships as a digital nomad. So what that means is besides friendships, how do you meet, date, and build a authentic relationship when you're living an unconventional life? And I can totally relate to that. I can totally get it. I understand it full heartedly. When I left three years ago to go backpack Southeast Asia for a couple months after quitting my job and putting everything in storage and kind of setting off a new journey, one of my biggest things was, oh, I had always loved to meet an international guy. That was like just one of my things on my list I'd love to do. Like how cool it would be to meet someone in these, you know, woods of a different country or in the jungle or wherever it is, or in a really cool hostel or in a fun bar or, you know, in a tube down a river in Laos, whatever it may be. I had these different ideas in my head of like how cool it would be to make these connections. And to say I didn't would be lying. I definitely met people along the way who I built genuine connections with. The problem was we were never in the same place together for more than maybe like three weeks. That was the most that I've ever had an encounter where I was with someone for an elongated period of time. And even at that, at a certain point, you kind of both know you're leaving or you're going to a different place. Maybe someone's going back home. Maybe someone's back to their job. You know, there's different scenarios you have. And so there were two times specifically that I actually like had a genuine connection with someone while I was abroad. And it, you know, comes in fast and it leaves fast. And it leaves you wondering, like, am I ever going to find something stable? Am I ever going to find something reliable, something that isn't just a few day fling, isn't just something where like, oh my God, I'll always think about that person, but I don't think our lives are ever going to intersect again. So how do you build those genuine connections? And I found that it was very difficult to do so when I was constantly moving. You know, when you're constantly traveling every couple of days, every couple of weeks, it becomes much more difficult to find somebody who's A, maybe going to the same place as you, B, wants to put all their effort into a short-term relationship for the potential of it not working out or potential it will work out. Some people are just on their holiday, on their couple months off, backpacking, traveling, and they don't have an even clue that they're looking for that. So how do you do it? Well, to give a background to my story, obviously, like I said, I made some connections when I was backpacking, but they were all really intense 
like really intense in the beginning and real intense burnouts because we left each other, we moved on to different countries, they went back to their respective country where they're from and, you know, things didn't work out. And I kept thinking because both were like just quite intense, you know, travel relationships that I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like I genuinely didn't want to keep having these like sparks and everything fly and feel like, oh my God, like this is someone really cool. It's so awesome. I have to meet them only to leave them a couple of days or a couple of weeks later. So I, after a while, I kind of set aside that idea and thought of like building a genuine connection and not that I was against any of it, but I realized that if I wanted to build something genuine, I had to kind of break past the natural bullshit that you talk about on your first, second, third date, first time hanging out, that kind of time period where you're tiptoeing around each other, you're more surface level, you're kind of just getting to know one another. When you are traveling in your different countries and your different scenarios, things are more intense. You really don't have the time to do that. So once I started backpacking and like experiencing that more, I realized that not only by going past that surface level stuff was I having more genuine connections with potential relationships, but I was also having more genuine connections with friendships as well. Because it wasn't the, oh, hey, hi, how are you? Yeah, what country are you from? Oh, what did you do for work back at home? Oh, like, what are you traveling for? How long are you traveling for? Where are you going? Those are questions that everyone will ask. And you ask any traveler, it's pretty much the small talk conversation. You get real sick of happening real quick. But once you get past that, when you start asking people like, well, yeah, what are your dreams and goals? Like, you know, what do you want in life? Why are you traveling? Like, what's the main reason behind it? You know, where do you want to see yourself? Where would you love to live one day? Um, you know, ask about their childhood, the way they're brought up, kind of just really get a sense of who they are. You start to build deeper connections. So after my backpacking, when I moved to Bali, I really took that sediment with me and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? The next time I really start dating somebody, I want to actually like, I want it to be real. I don't want another fling. I don't want another, you know, couple week romance, hot and heavy. And then all of a sudden you're left just brokenhearted. No one wants that. So I decided I wanted something real. And I started to really get deep into those conversations. I wanted to know about your history, about your family, about your siblings, your friends, your life story. You know, I don't really care about, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to travel for a couple months and I really want to have fun and going to the bars is great. And all those aspects are really fun to learn about someone, you know, how much can they drink? Do they like to dance? Things like that, that are very surface level. Get beyond, oh, I love to go to the beach. It's why I came to Bali. What are you looking for here? What are you looking for in life? Like maybe you don't know where you're going to be in five years, but if you could create a picture perfect world, what would it look like for you? You know, do you want to live abroad forever? That was a massive one that I realized I had to start asking people because no, myself, I wanted to live abroad for years. I want it to be a long-term thing. So if I met somebody who was like, oh, I'm in Bali for two months and I'm going back home and I'm going back to my job and go back to the nine to five, then I knew this was not going to work. They might've been the perfect person in that time period, but it wasn't going to work longevity because we weren't going to have that value driven experience together of what we wanted our life to look like. So I took that into experiences. I had some dates with people and I would honestly cut people quite off quite soon off if I realized that 
this would never work down the road. We might have went on two dates, but I get an instant feel if you can understand me as a human, if I can understand you as a human, and if we can have a mutual agreement on what our values and like goals are and ambitions for life down the road. And so I actually started dating in Bali at one point and met some people. It wasn't working out. If anyone knows Bali dating, they know it's pretty atrocious. It is probably one of the more difficult scenarios you'll be in if you try and date in Bali or date anywhere in the world because people are there to have fun, let loose. They're not necessarily there for relationships and it makes a long-term dating scenario much more difficult. There's a lot of temptation. There's a lot of really pretty people, a lot of models. Um, Not saying that non-models are not beautiful because everyone is, but it is just a different game. Um, So after a bit, I kind of was like, you know what? I'm done dating. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. And before I knew it, I was set up with my roommate's um, date's best friend and we met each other and we kind of just got on really well, really quickly. And from there, we just really talked about life, about what we wanted, about why we left our scenarios and situations back at home, what we didn't want life to look like, um, you know, how what our dreams were and why we chose this lifestyle to build a different dream and what those dreams could look like if we wanted to be with someone, what that would look like, what past relationships looked like, why it didn't work. Like we got into all of these conversations within the first, I would say three weeks, three, four weeks. We got deeper in the first three weeks and four weeks in conversation and in topics about life and what we wanted and our goals and ambitions and who we are people. If we mesh, faster than I probably ever have in my life with anyone. And if I was back in America, it probably would have took me four or five, maybe six months to have some of the conversations that we had. But you cut through the bullshit when you're traveling because you don't know how long you have technically in this scenario with somebody. You know you want to live in Bali, but no one knows what their plan is. Everyone's kind of up in the air. So you want to build something real. And if you're going to go after and date and like really try and make this work, especially when you're from different countries and you can't just both go home and continue it. You want to make sure it's real. So my suggestion to everyone and all the people who've been kind of asking me about this is really like cut through the bullshit. Think about a typical first date and think about all the things you talk about that are so surface level that really don't matter in the end. And think about the things you learn about someone six months, seven months down the line that you wish you would have known earlier or things about their life or their goals or how they see themselves, how they see their family, how they want a family, if they're close to one, if they want kids, if they want to get married, if they want all these things, ask those sooner. It may seem crazy. It may seem intense, but I'm telling you right now, if you want to stop having non-genuine connections and going after things that probably won't work out, you need to cut through all that. And in the traveling world, digital nomad life, remote worker, anyone who lives abroad knows that usually you have more time to see someone when you're traveling and go on dates than you would in a normal world. If you're living abroad, say in somewhere in Bali, and especially if you're going out for meals multiple times a day, people are always you know, doing different things, going for sunset walks, going to a bar for happy hour, going to a restaurant for lunch, going for a hike, 
going for a swim, you know, going to a different part of the island for a weekend. There are so many opportunities for you to hang out with somebody. Same thing in any other city if you're traveling or doing remote work, um, digital nomad. You have more time to hang out with people because your schedule is less rigid. You're not necessarily working nine to five. You don't come home from work, go to the gym, make dinner, go to sleep, and repeat every single day. You find ways to make your lifestyle more active, more adventurous. So you have more time to adventure with these people. You have more time to spend with them, and you have more time to learn about them in a quicker and shorter time span. So make sure you're using to your advantage. Learn about them full-heartedly and really start to build that genuine type of relationship. And I'm telling you, it's going to make your dating a lot easier and a lot better um, because it can be quite difficult. You know, me and my boyfriend are from two different countries. We battle our own problems of trying to figure out where we're going to go next, where we're going to live, what we want our life to look like, our families are split apart, holidays, all that kind of stuff. But it's worth it when you find someone who just genuinely is like your best version of a person you could ever imagine. And you only find that out by cutting through the bullshit. You know, like I said, we had those conversations so early on. We were dating, you know, at six weeks. I actually went to go traveling for a couple months while after those six weeks we first met and we're dating, we decided we were going to be together. We really wanted to make this work. It was important because we really genuinely had a good connection with each other. We're long distance for months. I came back to Bali. We then, you know, kept dating, moved in together and all this stuff. And now we're traveling. We've been to like four or five different countries together traveling and we've been enjoying it. But it's only because we took the risk of asking the hard questions and really digging deep early on to make sure it works. We didn't waste anyone's time because no one wants to do that. So that was another big topic um, that people have kind of been just chatting to me online about recently about the digital nomad lifestyle. And then um, after that, it was kind of more going into the concept of after you've been traveling for a bit and for a while, sometimes living out of a bag is less ideal than you think. I've been doing this for about three years now. I haven't had a permanent home for over three years. Um, and sometimes when you live out of a bag and you're constantly moving, granted I've spent you know a year in Bali, but you're moving different um, villas, different maybe places in the island. And then we moved to the UK for a bit to see my boyfriend's family. We were in Amsterdam. We moved to Thailand for um, almost two months and traveled there. And then now we're in Spain and then we're heading back to America and we want to go back to Europe in the fall. And it can just be a bit tiring after years of doing it. You know, I, I did six months of moving every three to four days. Last summer I moved every four, probably same three to four days amongst Europe for the entire summer. It's tiring, but like, I want to see the entire world. I truly do. Like, I want to see every country. I don't care if I have to go live in a hut in the middle of the jungle to experience a different culture. I want to do it. That is who I am. That's what I get my joy out of. My passion lies. I want to do it. But I also miss a bit of having a home. Like, I don't have a place to call mine. We stay in an Airbnb for a month or two or three. I it's no point in buying new pots and pans or some cute kitchenware or something for the sofa or new pillows to sleep with that are more comfortable in the bed. We're leaving in a couple of weeks. The place isn't yours. It isn't your own home. It isn't just a place for you. It is just your place to be at the moment. And so I've been like kind of battling recently about whether I want to have a home base and travel a little bit from there back and forth, 
or if I want to keep doing this long-term travel. Like, do I keep want to living out of bags every couple months to new locations? And it's so wonderful because you really do get a whole different side of a place when you live there for a month or two or three versus going for a week. But at the same time, like, it'd be so nice to have a place that's just mine, you know, a place that's ours to call our own, a place that we live that we can have all of our stuff at that can store clothes in the closet and not have to travel with every single piece of item I live and like have and own at the moment. You know, I have a bunch of stuff in storage still in America and I have to go back this summer and kind of go through it again and pick out pieces and dump some stuff I have now. And I feel like I'm constantly just buying stuff that I want for the new season because there's some, sometimes you want new clothes. You are a normal human being, even if you're a digital nomad. But with that means I have to dump old stuff because I don't have a room in my suitcase. And the stress, the constant stress of trying to be underweight on my suitcases while traveling is also just ridiculous. I can't explain to you the things that we've done at the airport, like pulling things out of bags. Literally one day we had to, we were too far over. It's going to be $250 because of our weight. So we had like a little tiny extra bag for a, um, carry on. Oh no, we had a bag for our carry on, but they said it was too big, but it was a soft duffel bag. So we like squished the extra weight into the soft duffel bag and then like slammed it shut, like not slammed it shut, but squished it to like half its size. Went to one of the like luggage wrapping places, had them wrap it as tight and small as they possibly could, made a little handle on top with it. And then we're like, this is our carry on. They're like, yeah, sure. That works. Like stupid things you're doing. But the stress of it all can be a bit much. And sometimes I don't want to lug around my entire life. Luckily, I've been living in places that have been warm. But like this fall, we're going to be in Europe mostly. I'm going to need sweaters and jackets. I don't know how in God's name I'm going to do my whole life with sweaters, jackets, jeans, boots. Probably some summer stuff if we go away for a couple of weeks, all in one suitcase. It's crazy. And I've backpacked for so long now and I don't do it anymore. But when I did, I did the backpacking thing. I don't want to live out a backpack anymore, to be honest. Like I want to actually have a functional wardrobe that is like, I don't want of an adult, I guess. I'm 29. So I kind of feel like I need to feel like an adult at some point, have some really cute outfits, just go out to dinner or cocktails with, or go meet friends and some cute bathing suits to the pool. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be the top of the top, but I don't know. Sometimes it's a bit... It's a bit of a head, like of a head fuck, to be honest. <laughs> I want both. I and I even posted about this the other day on my Instagram, saying like I really don't know which one I want because I want both so badly. And so many people were like, "Oh my god, girl, exactly the same." I really don't know what I want. I really want to have both. Someone was like, "I really want a dog. I wanted to have a dog for so long, but how can I have a dog when I'm moving like this?" Same, girl. I want a dog. I want like a pet. I want. I want a home, but I really want to live in Colombia for a month and I want to go spend a month or two in Southern Africa. And I really want to travel around like the Middle East and stands. And I want to do all of South America, really. I want to do Antarctica. <sighs> the list literally is endless. So it's a battle right now, a battle of choosing like, are you more of an expat who travels? Or are you a digital nomad who doesn't have a home? So it is interesting. It's a really interesting concept to like consider. I never really thought about considering it when I first started this, obviously three years ago. But 
you know, as we get older, things change. Obviously, I'm in a relationship now, so we like having a home. Um, and my boyfriend works like way more hours than I do. So for him, having a desk and an office is really, really great. So we're trying to figure it all out. And obviously, Bali was a wonderful, amazing option for a while. We lived there for a long time. We lived all during the pandemic. It's where we met. We have a bunch of friends there. But, you know, it is so far. Like from America, it's a 12-hour time difference, like 24 hours in the air. It is far, even for my boyfriend from the UK with our families and stuff. So it's like you want to be close, but you want to be away, but you don't want to have winter, but you want to be in a cool city, but you want to be by the beach and literally my brain does this on a constant revolving. So we have travel plans for the rest of the year, trying to see what we like best. We're going to spend a month in different locations. We're going to see if any of them really like just call to us and see if maybe that's the way to do it. I'm not putting any pressure on myself to figure it out because I think at that point you drive yourself mad. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm super excited to see what happens. But these are all things that are a part of the digital nomad life. And I think that sometimes we just talk about, okay, like how do you leave your nine to five? How do you get here? But then once you are here, there's so many questions and some things you want to know. So many different aspects of the lifestyle a lot of people probably don't talk about that are just good to discuss and chat. I love chatting to you guys. Even as I chat to you, I think about things in my own head as I say them out loud and almost answer my own questions, which is funny. But I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. I know there's been... um guests on, some solo episodes. I think I'm going to do a bit more of both just to give you guys some update on my life, what I'm doing, what you know is going on in Digital Nomad World. Um, I'm going to be doing a upcoming episode soon, so keep a lookout for different visas, different options that you could have, different places you can live because I've been going through a lot of visa research right now, trying to figure out where we can both live from being from different countries. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. That will be coming soon. And we have some really good guests I'm uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks that are just going to help you, A, either figure out how you could start this journey, or B, once you're already in it, what life is like, answer some questions, and just have a bit of fun. So thanks, guys, for listening. Keep up, because there are more episodes with some more crazy nomads. If you are a current or aspiring digital nomad looking to connect or even learn more about this lifestyle and how to build your own dream, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM with crazy nomad so I know you come from this beautiful community on the podcast or click link below and book a free strategy session with me to discover how we can turn your passion project or skills into an online business.